Hi friends, it's Emma here from Sunshine Lane, welcoming you to another episode of Coffee and Sunshine. In each episode of the podcast, we get to meet inspiring individuals who have navigated challenges, chased dreams and are discovering what truly brings them joy. Whether it's building fulfilling relationships, pursuing a passion project or finding peace within themselves, our guests share their personal journeys, actionable tips and hard-earned wisdom. There's so much to learn from everyday people navigating life's challenges. So let's find real life inspiration and explore hidden pathways to happiness one conversation at a time. Today, I am lucky enough to be able to chat with Becky Cross or Bex, who is a lifelong planner addict who believes in the power of paper for productivity, organization, creativity and growth, which I know is something that all of us here can relate to. Bex works as a university lecturer by day and is a planner and journal addict by night. She has three children under 11 and so she uses her planners to keep everything on track. Bex has 24 years of event management experience working on corporate events and exhibitions with up to 14,000 attendees and she's been running her own small business since 2004 working for clients in the UK, Europe and USA. But in more recent years, Bex has also decided to focus on bringing her own event ideas to life because she wanted to combine her skills and passion to create exciting new events for planner addicts and stationary lovers everywhere. So some of you may have attended some of Bex's events before. Planner Fest was established in 2019 and in 2023, Bex also launched Journal Fest and Stationery Fest, which I was lucky enough to attend last year and I took my shop and it was a fab day. I spoke there as well, actually. So what came first for you, planning or events? Great question. I would say that I have always loved writing stuff down, making lists, um, being really organised, using paper, using diaries. So I would say that planning came first, although I probably wouldn't have used that term at the time. So right from childhood and from Mm -hmm. a teenager, I can remember actually I used to have horses and ride horses and I used Mm. to have a little log of every time I went on a ride stable you know what I did and me and my friends in class when we were at school we used to write notes to each other in a little notebook Mm -hmm. and like discreetly like pass it around under the table and things and talk about I don't know all sorts of stuff so Mm. so I think yeah planning writing stuff down came first I think that's kind of like integral to who I am and the way I do things even from childhood but like I say the term of planning and the planning Mm -hmm. community certainly I didn't kind of find until later on really. Yeah I think that's similar for me and I think a lot of people who share the same passion that it started early with a diary or a notebook or something kind of precious for you and then you would start you know writing your lists and keeping track of things and there wasn't really necessarily a name for it then like you would say now oh yeah I'm in the planner community or whatever but it kind of started there and what got you into events management? I was at college and obviously looking what should I study at university and I found at the time there was only one university course um, offering Mm -hmm. event management. So I was like, as soon as I found it, that's exactly what I want to do. I think I could be really good at that. Mm -hmm. It really appealed to me. Um, So obviously I think I had to put down six options at the time. So the other Mm -hmm. degree courses were like, you know, business courses or what have you. But that was my first choice. And yeah, I was just determined that's what I would study. And that was the career that I wanted. So Mm. Yeah, so that's how that came about. Helped by that, those organisational skills and that yeah. love of writing stuff down. Yeah. What uni was it that did it first? Leeds Met, which is now Leeds, Leeds Beckett. Leeds they Met. were the original. Okay. Yeah. So mm. I think they'd be doing it a couple of years before I joined, and then, and obviously from there, it kind of 
expanded and obviously there are yeah. you know, so many universities where did you study Mo? did you study event management yeah so I don't know if everyone listening knows that that when I went to uni originally I did events management at Staffordshire University and when I went in 2008 it was the first year they'd run it so we were kind of the guinea pig year and it was a lot of the business studies degree with kind of tailored bits which I actually really enjoyed because having like that foundation of business and marketing I'd done business studies at a level and I'd really enjoyed that and I think all those things are a good foundation to have if if you're going to be working in events running your own business like all those kind of things so yeah it was actually my mum that found it in the prospectus and said because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and she said look at this this would suit you because of those organizational skills like planning things and she's like I think this would suit you and uh, yeah when I saw it I thought oh yeah that does actually kind of fit with the types of things I enjoy and the the way I like to go about doing things in that kind of organized way that I'm sure you can relate to (laughs) so yeah I know from my experience that it takes a lot of being very organized to manage all the aspects of one event let alone if you're doing multiple events at the same time for different people so can you talk a little bit about your approach to managing projects certainly I think I mean over the years I've always tried to use and I have worked with a number of different digital kind of project management platforms and event management Mm -hmm. softwares and things but I always found that for me although that was useful particularly on really kind of complex projects and like you said managing multiple kind of deadlines for different clients um but for me I always still had to have that visual element of writing down everything in my kind of planners and kind of laying it out in that way that I could kind of understand it it just seemed more accessible than what was on screen in front Mm -hmm. of me and so I mean, it is hard, isn't it? You know, everyone's busy, you know, juggling a lot of things. So <laughs> so it's really important to kind of be organised. And I mean, the way that I approach kind of different areas of my life as well, I know this doesn't work for everyone, but I like to have like different planners for different things. So mm-hmm. like I've got like my work planner for my day job as a lecturer. I've got my business planner for obviously Planner Fest, Station Fest, Journal Fest. Um, I've got like a personal kind of planner and I do like to keep it very separate so that I'm not Mm. kind of distracted I have to be very focused you know I'm working by day so I can't focus on anything else then obviously in the evenings I don't get distracted by my day job kind of thing so yeah so that works for for me Uh, but yeah I'm always trying to kind of look into how to improve my systems and my Mm. productivity and you know and and changing it my system works really yeah but I do try and use like the Ivy Lee kind of method so like I only have like no more than five or six absolute maximum kind of key things that I need to achieve that day Mm -hmm. probably three is actually ideal um and they're the kind of must do tasks yeah to complete and then obviously the little tasks I can I kind of try and separate them out a little bit so that I kind of keep focus on what's really important yeah but it is hard, isn't it? So Yeah. I mean, I find the juggle difficult even when it's just one job and home. Um, so I can appreciate it. But I think that's definitely a good tip in terms of having like your priority tasks for the day because it's so easy to just keep getting distracted. And my goal for this year actually is to try and be like more intentional wherever I am. Like if I'm at work, I'm in work mode. If I'm at home, I'm in home mode because I find that I'm saying to myself, oh, yeah, you've done really well. I'm working on your work-life balance. But when I'm at home, my head is still in work. So I'm trying to go to that next level of let's actually try and be more present in the moment, which is difficult when you're juggling so many things, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Something that I struggle with. And yeah, (laughs) yeah. But very important. And yeah, I agree. So I was trying to think actually over the kind of Christmas break about like my ideal week and, Mm. you know, when things should happen and when I should focus on what. And, you know, I I kind of already had that 
what was working for me but I kind of thought I could do things a little bit better and yeah a little bit really but I think yeah it's always nice to like you know what works but try and introduce some new things and see if you can make little tweaks and changes and improve things is I think a part of the fun of planning to me as well is just discovering new ways of doing things I have also tried with the digital planning and I've taken it on a little bit more but I do think that it can't replicate what you can get with paper planning because quite often it's quite restrictive in terms of what you can put in what you can get out what it how it displays the information and yeah I think for me I'm quite a visual person and I like to maybe draw things out in a different way so it makes more sense to me it goes in better and I think the paper planning just gives that flexibility doesn't it completely agree yeah it it just makes it more real it makes me remember I suppose what I Mm. should be focused on as well and as well we spend so much time on our computers so it's kind of nice just to give your eyes a rest as well and look away yeah definitely feel something in your fingertips like your lovely planner covers and the beautiful paper and your fountain pens Mm -hmm. and things as well so yeah so what planners oh definitely a bit of joy or a lot of joy what planners are you using currently so i am a real fan of kind of bound planners um Mm -hmm. and i do i'm constantly kind of i wouldn't say changing the principles of my system that stays quite constant but i'm changing Mm. the planners that i'm experimenting with although saying that this year i'm using the common planner again by sterling ink Mm -hmm. which i absolutely love i am you i've got a few different planners to be honest (laughs) i've got a midori double schedule i've got take a note as well b6 so Mm -hmm. quite a lot of different planners kimbo as well so i do talk a little bit actually on my planner uk youtube channel about Mm -hmm. you know some of the different planners because i do like looking and investigating you know reviewing kind of what could work what might mm. be you know perfect for me and and kind of how I'm going to use it and what would work for me as well so um but I think we have we're so lucky that we have so much choice yeah currently aren't we and everyone can find something to reflect their style and how they use it can be completely personalized to yeah what they need so yeah yeah I love seeing how people use different planners, but also you might be using the same planners in a totally different way. And I just love picking up tips from how other people do things and thinking, oh, that could work for me. That's interesting to try. And yeah, people are creative with it and people come up with different ideas than you would. So yeah, I do love seeing that. I was always rings or discs in the past because I think maybe I had planner commitment issues like I wanted to be able to take pages out (laughs) if I was like no no this this can't possibly stay in there but in the last sort of nine months or so I've been bullet journaling and using just one bound book and I've actually really liked that and the fact that it does stay put where it was and you've got a complete record of everything in one place I've been really enjoying but I can also see the value in having the separation particularly when you've got so many different things to juggle and having your focus in the moment on what it is you're supposed to be doing I can see that that would be really beneficial yeah it's I just love that everyone can use everything exactly as they need it to be Mm. and and yeah I can see that you know for many people it would just be overwhelming maybe to have different planners but yeah that it does work for me I, I don't really try to duplicate information I don't you know spend mm. time you know it's very specific to you know that's my day kind of working hours this is my you know evening what I'm working on for plant mm-hmm. fest or what have you and um, so so yeah but let's it, I mean it always evolves and I'm still bedding into mm. 24 planners so so watch this space <laughs> yeah <laughs> see what sticks and what might need a little tweak along the way yeah I think that's always the way I did a little flip back through my 2023 bullet journal for like 
that I've been in this one for three months and I noticed that there were things that I was doing every month, but then I wasn't using them. And so I've decided, oh no, they're just going to have to go for 2024 because it's not got a functional purpose. You're just setting it up for no real benefit. So yeah, I think there's always, I like a little reflect and how I can change things up a bit. It's part of the fun. Definitely. And I loved, I was in a bullet journal for many many years um mm. and I still use those principles but I use it now in a like predated yeah. kind of planner but I kind of mm. use that system and I think it's a brilliant a brilliant system so yeah yeah definitely so you were creating events for other people for a long time but obviously then you transitioned to wanting to bring some of your own ideas to life what led to that decision yes so I, I would always come up with ideas um, for things that I thought could work or that I'd be interested in doing or fun events more on the consumer side. Um, but yeah, they always just got pushed aside because mm. you were just so busy. We were a small team, you know, of three people. So we were running some really big events for lots of different clients. And so it was hard to kind of prioritize that over obviously paying clients and clients mm. that we had you know good yeah. relationships and loyalties to so but it got to the stage particularly with planner fest I kept pushing it aside but I kept thinking about it all the time and obviously mm-hmm. it's something that I'm really passionate about and I yeah. think my team thought that I was crazy but I was like we <laughs> really need to run a planner event I think it yeah could, you know really work and we really need it and we we need this in the northwest of England mm. and you know I had all these ideas and so finally in 2019 that's when the first planner fest happened mm-hmm. and from that point forward I was determined that you know this is going to grow um this is something that I'm really passionate about and I have to mm-hmm. carve out the time um to dedicate to this but then of course the pandemic came along so the second event that we'd have planned for 2020 had to be cancelled obviously had to refund yeah. everyone and and obviously the pandemic just dragged on and on but really it was during the pandemic where I started just to question everything like a lot of people Mm. did you know there was so much going on a lot of soul searching I was doing a lot of journaling um and I realized that I wasn't even halfway through my working life Mm -hmm. uh, you know my so there was a lot of time ahead of of me um yeah and I kind of thought as much as I love event management and running events for other people and bringing their visions to life you know am I happy to do that for the rest of my life or do I need to think about making some changes mm. and so during the pandemic I went back to university and did a master's mm. I was already teaching um, students how to kind of make their business plans and kind of bring their their business ideas to life so I was doing a little bit of teaching for a couple of hours a week before the pandemic and then I thought actually I'd really like to do more teaching and more of that um mm. So doing my master's, I then kind of gradually kind of increased my teaching hours until I got kind of a full-time role. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the time, I saw that, um, obviously, as my career, my kind of calling, so I'm very lucky to have a second career, but also, mm-hmm. importantly, I knew that evenings and weekends could be dedicated to Planifest, Journalfest, Stationery Fest, and, mm-hmm. you know, growing the event and my vision and my ideas so obviously I don't have to take a wage from it I just need you know want this event to happen yeah I'm really kind of passionate about it and I can see the potential of it and other people can you know seem to really get the idea as well and obviously really buy into it so um so it was kind of evaluating what is really important and Mm -hmm. you know and I'm glad that I did that and I don't think that would have happened if the pandemic hadn't come along but I know so many people that you know it did make them question and think yeah. more seriously about what life is about and definitely you know, getting the most from it and you know finding you know they're following their passions really yeah I mean for as difficult as that time was I think it did give people a space to actually stop and reflect that you wouldn't ordinarily get because you're just keeping going through the day-to-day you don't normally get such a big kind of what's the word for it we all kind of came to a halt not everyone but 
not a complete halt, but everyone kind of completely slowed down from where they would have been unless you're kind of a frontline worker or something. And so, yeah, like a national period of reflection of, of what is happening. And then the world opened back up in a different way, didn't it? And there were so many people thought differently about how you could work, what could be achieved, because we had to do things in different ways. And it and it kind of pushed things forward in a way that it might not have done. So, yeah, I think it did that for a lot of people. And a lot of new businesses came out, kind of they set up within that time. And, yeah, it just really made people reflect on what's important and what they wanted to get out of life, didn't it? They always say that, um, you know, when it's a challenging kind of, environment um mm. like a recession or like the pandemic then it does force people to be more innovative businesses to be more innovative yeah. you know business and um, startup rates kind of mm. increase don't they and and yeah it was it, like everyone just had to kind of get off the treadmill you know mm-hmm. like you say unless you're on the front line and um, kind of working and you know but it was for it was a worrying time for everyone of course but mm. as a, a business owner it was I think it was heartbreaking. I think it ha- it it did affect me and so many mm. other business owners because you were so worried about yourself and the staff. The staff are yeah. worrying about, you know, what's going to happen. You know, obviously all of our income just suddenly stopped. Yeah. We couldn't deliver on events. It just seemed to be going mm-hmm. on and on. Um, and I think you work so hard, don't you, as a business owner to yeah. kind of keep everything going and successful, and then for the rug just to be pulled kind of mm. from under you and you can't do anything about it you can't control it and it was it was it was a really kind of plunging time wasn't it and it I think yeah I did in a way you know it was kind of good that I had that revelation and it just you know I thought you know what you know what do you want to do from here where do you want to go what do you want mm. to achieve what do you want to look back on your life and you know for people to kind of remember you by and you know how can you make a difference or you know Mm. I don't know yeah anyway (laughs) all those thoughts which yeah obviously led to you moving things in a different direction and focusing on your own events so do you want to talk a little bit about the three and how they kind of fit together yeah definitely so basically stationary fest is the kind of general kind of shopping ticket it's kind of Mm -hmm. 10 to 15 pounds for a ticket and basically uh, that gives you access to the storeholders so we had over 40 storeholders in 2023 and we've got kind of 90 applications already from Europe (laughs) and the UK for 24 so it's going to be an amazing kind of shopping experience you know businesses that you wouldn't necessarily find on the high street Mm. loads of super creative um inspiring small businesses really unique in what they offer um so just shopping mm-hmm. heaven basically um, yeah <laughs> and creativity stations as well so that's short kind of bursts of activity that people can get involved in um mm-hmm. within the station refresh ticket so they can maybe make a badge or do some tiny art journaling or Mm. colour in their own sticker or play with stencils for their bullet journal or you know there's all different creativity stations in Mm. 2023 Uh, so and then they can purchase some refreshments if they wish um and then on the other side if you want the full experience that's the vip tickets so Mm -hmm. planner fest and journal fest so both of those tickets give full access to all of them vip areas all of the content all of the speakers so mm-hmm. really fantastic inspiring speakers of which you kindly spoke in 2023 Emma, <laughs> i did a fantastic presentation oh, thank you so lots of you know really brilliant content that's going on so it, it's like mm-hmm. a, a conference like a convention I yeah. that you're coming to as a vip so you have your seat at a designated table so you have a base to come back to Mm -hmm. um, as well as all the speakers and content you have exclusive shopping time at the start and end of the day Mm -hmm. you can go back to stationary fest as a vip whenever you wish but you also get obviously all of your food and drink and lunch Mm -hmm. and everything included you get an epic goodie bag 
yeah exclusive goodie bag which had lots of goodies it was quite overwhelming I think for people actually how mm. amazing that goodie bag was um there's sharing tables and swaps tables so I think we had eight at least eight tables and it just kept growing and growing last year so people can mm. take away treasures then um, they bring things along and for other people to take away and Mm-hmm. Um, and also things like the raffle, planner stack, journal stack, those traditions of, um, you know, kind of planner events, really. So, yeah, it's a great, great day. And whatever you are looking for, you know, hopefully there's something for everyone and, um, you know, for every kind of budget, really, I suppose, so that it's accessible in some way to everyone. But, yeah, obviously the VIP experience um you know, we've got lots of exciting things that we're already planning mm-hmm. for 2024 as well, including more kind of creative aspects that are only going to be mm. in the VIP area, you know, due to space and, and cost yeah. and things as well. So, um, so yeah, it's all exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I know last year it was just, yeah, such a busy day, a jam-packed day. Like there is so much going on and there's then so many different things you can choose from depending on your interests which I think is fab um it just seemed to disappear in a whirlwind last year I think all the storeholders were blown away by how many people came I think there was 780 odd people and obviously when we first signed up it's the first time you'd done it there and kind of done the three in combination and we all thought oh I want you know I wonder how it'll all come together on the day and we were just blown away with the number of people who came through and it was just really lovely to see all those people there with a shared passion and shared interest and there was a just a real buzz around the place. It was really lovely. I know. I think quite often as kind of planner lovers or um, journal lovers and, you know, people maybe don't always get yeah us or mm-hmm. you know why we're so passionate about it but this was literally like you say just a you know Manchester Central a brilliant venue mm-hmm. just filled with people who just shared those um, passions of course they might use different systems to you but yeah everyone just wanted to share and learn from each other and feel each other's you know paper and yeah <laughs> and just you know just share that love of and the joy that stationery brings to people and I know when I was kind of obviously in the lead up to the event and I was talking to people you know telling them about stationary fest and Mm. there was two types of people there is you know some people that you know you told about and they're like what there's a whole event about stationary (laughs) yeah and and they just couldn't get it they're not the stationary Mm. people that obviously we were appealing to but then the positive response from those people lovers was like oh my goodness this sounds like heaven wow this is brilliant um yeah so I think there's two types of people in the world isn't there so oh definitely yeah <laughs> I know on the day I was looking around and I my mom normally comes with me to all my events and gives me a hand on the day and she is a big stationary lover as well and I was looking around and I saw kind of teenagers shopping together or like mums and daughters or and I was saying I you know I'd have just loved this growing up I'd have been in my element I mean I still am in my element but I can just imagine at the time I thought I'm a bit jealous that you're getting to come as a child and then experience it going up because yeah just I absolutely would have loved going and experiencing all those new things finding new tips to do things new products new you know hearing inspiring speakers it's something that hasn't really existed in the UK before in terms of such a big event with so many things going on at once and so many things to choose from in the day I don't think I think there's probably similar events in America that people hear about, but not necessarily in the UK. Definitely. And yeah, and I thought, why do we not have it here? Why do we mm. not have something on this scale that can appeal to everyone and that can bring together, you know, fantastic content, fantastic speakers, fantastic businesses? Mm. You know, why should America have all the fun kind of thing? You yeah. Know? <laughs> Need something here. So, so yeah, that's kind of what we were looking for. Obviously, mm. it's hard to find a venue that could accommodate everything that we need yeah. to do. So, but it's great that um, Manchester Central 
obviously works out so well in terms of the spaces that it offers mm. how it works and obviously it's really central and accessible as well so yeah for people which is good yeah definitely I think people I spoke to had come from all over they weren't necessarily all super local but it's really easy to get to quite close to the station isn't it people could get there in different ways so it was just yeah in a fab location um, and like you say people can also stay and enjoy the city if they want to and make it a longer thing but yeah it was definitely a really nice community feel I enjoyed talking to other people and I'm not so like I do get nervous talking to new people but I quite quickly found myself wanting to talk to people that were coming to my stall and wanted to know what they'd been up to during the day how the event was going for them and it's the kind of thing that really suits an in-person event I think when you've got the kind of the stationary lovers are lovers of things that are kind of tactile and having a space where people can go out and experience those things in person I think is really great definitely yeah and it's where my heart is really that in-person experience and Mm. you know who do you bump into in the coffee queue or at the sharing table or who are you you know who's on your table and it's that kind of magic um Mm. that is kind of created which you know as much as I love online events you know it's definitely not the same is it and for this event yeah you know it's really important to get those connections with people and those friendships and you know people you know came to the first event in 2019 and stayed in have stayed in contact and obviously met Mm -hmm. up again in 2023 and will do again in 2024 so and people are telling their friends about it and yeah people are coming from Europe as well as like Brighton and Basingstoke and um, yeah you know all these people venturing up north which (laughs) I'm really pleased about yeah definitely and yeah, I mean, it's great that people are coming from further afield as well. Mm. So, and that's in terms of both the the businesses that have applied for stalls and the attendees as well. So um, I think with the new event, it's just spreading the word, isn't it? And getting the trust, yeah. people, um, you know, that, you know, they can find out from others, you know, what it was really like and get that first-hand mm. kind of you know feedback that then gives them the confidence that yes actually it's worth every single penny yeah. and I'm going to come and I'm going to invest that time in in coming to find my tribe basically yeah I definitely think. I think I quite often see in kind of planner related Facebook groups people talking about events and wanting to come but they don't necessarily know anyone like they don't know anyone in their real life so to speak that is a stationary lover and they're nervous about coming on their own but I've found the events I've been to it's always a really lovely welcoming community people want to talk to you find out what is that you're using over there and get to know you a bit and yeah I've never known people necessarily feel out of place once they get there it's a lovely welcoming group of people I think I agree yeah planner people are really friendly I've found mm. uh, you know um, obviously we try and do a lot as well to kind of reassure people so um, even down you know to the the attendee information that people get in mm-hmm. advance so you know like pictures of the venue and what the entranceway looks like and you know what the kind of process is when you come in with your bag checks mm-hmm. and the cloakroom and things so you know if people are nervous about the experience or nervous about coming alone um we have like a for the vips we have like a facebook group um mm-hmm. which opens up as well so people can get to know not only the the stallholders but also obviously the people attending obviously we share who they want to table with in advance as well so that if they wish they can make contact in advance yeah and people always say, you know, we're going to meet up at eight o'clock at the mm-hmm. coffee shop across from the venue. So, you know, if you don't want to go in alone, why don't you come and yeah. meet us and we'll all walk across together and things. So, um, yeah, and we've done things like a buddy system um, and things as well, just to try and, you know, reassure people. And people are, you know, people don't always attend events and obviously the pandemic mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah you know they couldn't attend events anyway so it's just trying to kind of reassure people um but I think the best feedback has been from people 
afterwards saying you know I was nervous about attending it was a big thing for me to come yeah but actually you know I felt so at home and you know Mm. as soon as I entered the venue the staff were so friendly the people were so friendly and like my anxieties just kind of disappeared and I'm so glad that I did it and yeah it's yeah I know that's really great I think yeah there was definitely a big sense of community in the attendees also in the stall holders so I was a stall holder last year and once we found out who was going we had a little whatsapp group on the go and everyone was kind of supporting each other in terms of what we needed to do to prepare and how were people setting up their stall doing different things and people were giving each other tips if they were stuck on things and it was just really lovely to have that small business community and in a way that you probably don't get with big business where it's very keep your tactics close to your chest and it's all about who comes out on top and it was lovely to be part of something where we could help each other be successful and all because we've all got that shared passion we all want to enjoy the day just as a person as much as having a stall be it having a stall there and yeah, it was fab. And ever since the applications have come out this time, the group started up again. And obviously, it had been quiet for a while. And have you seen? Have you seen? Have you applied? Are you going this year? Are you going this year? And I think that says a lot about the event, really, because the buzz has kind of carried on past the first year. And everyone I've spoken to wants to go back. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm absolutely delighted. So yeah, all of the, like, well, 92%, I think it is. So literally everyone who, you know, their business is still on the same kind of path really has, you know, signed up to come back, which is just absolutely Mm. amazing. So many superstar, you know, businesses such as yourself. And that is really, really important to me that, again, that the event can really kind of showcase you know so many brilliant businesses and creators you know so many unique products and offerings and again in the feedback after the event I did ask you know have you discovered new brands have Mm. you you know how many stores have you purchased from have you you know etc etc and just about everyone had discovered new brands they'd started following Mm. new people on social media they um a lot of people had kind of purchased from you know a huge percentage of the stalls and it was just amazing you know it's really important to that the event will always support those small businesses you know Mm. I know it's not easy as a small business is it and um, but that you know the uniqueness that that brings along Mm. you know everyone has something different to offer and you know it's just brilliant this you know it's just so exciting isn't it to be able to come to an event and to see you know you don't have to pay postage you can shop all of these you know businesses that are not on the high street and they're all Mm -hmm. here in front of you and um, yeah it's it's just a great thing I mean as much as it's great that this year there's you know more big brands as well Mm -hmm. that are interested and you know obviously that's you know really important as well to the kind of sustainability of the event but never ever will I forget you know the small businesses are the Mm. backbone of the event and like the UK economy the small businesses are like the backbone of the UK economy Mm. with like is it 98-99% of small businesses and I think it's going to always be the same I hope it's always the same with this event that I will always have that um that creativity that inspiration you know Mm. those really special you know businesses and brands there that that really you know set it apart yeah I think it's a really unique opportunity really because we've not really got many stationary shops left on the high streets have we we've maybe got a bit of Ryman's a bit of WH Smith but they're quite kind of your bog standard stationary supplies not necessarily the more creative elements no disrespect to the Smith Ryman's um but we maybe had paper chase but obviously that closed probably not long before stationary fest last year um and it's the type of products you want to touch and feel before you buy them and I've spoken to other businesses that have said to me you know I had Becca from Rebel Jones on the podcast last time, who was also at Stationery Fest, and she said with her bullet journals, she sells them so much better in person because once people can touch 
and feel the paper and see the holographic elements on our bullet journals and things like that is the kind of thing you need to touch and feel but there aren't necessarily those opportunities to get your products in front of people and so this is a really amazing opportunity to be able to do that I think definitely yeah I agree and it is such a tactile kind of hobby and yeah it's it is really important to have these types of events isn't it for sure Um, definitely and explore the creative elements like have a go at stuff I had to go with a couple of the creativity stations last year um, and it's almost like a little bit of a try before you buy in some respects but also to just explore different techniques and there's no pressure to buy anything obviously after you've taken part in a creativity station and some aren't necessarily linked to a product for purchase but just to be able to think oh this is a new product I've not come across before and to be able to ask someone how do you use it can you show me this and sit down and have a play and really get stuck in with the materials it's not something else you normally get in a shopping experience either normally is it just being able to play and get that kind of joy of almost like that child that first discovered you loved stationery kind of comes back out again because you get to just have a play with things that you might not have done before I guess with the workshops as well yeah having a go at something that you might not previously have had the confidence to try or access to the materials or a a person on hand to show you how to do stuff so it's just such a fab mix of activities during the day I think I just yeah love love the idea of it and I think we'll always probably be there in one way shape or form I think I just as much as I like taking the shop to events like Stationery Fest I also just love going as an attendee and and getting to dive into the creative elements myself definitely and I think that creativity is really important I know for me myself I find I suppose one of the reasons why I love this hobby so much is that you you have got the opportunity to be creative or to mm. try something new, play, experiment, and it is it's it's really important for people's kind of mental health and well being. And I think yeah. people are understanding that a lot more that you know they need to kind of I suppose find that joy and find mm. that space to you know that downtime so that they can. Mm-hmm you know perform in other areas of their life really yeah. I suppose so yeah. yeah I think sometimes when you get become an adult it all gets a little bit serious and you kind of forget that you can still play and create and I think it was a few years ago that I started thinking to myself no I'm just gonna start creating and experimenting with things and it doesn't matter how it turns out I just want to enjoy the process of it and I've just enjoyed it so much more since then and I think that allows you to be more creative in all aspects of your life. Yeah I agree and I'm of a similar mindset I'm just you know it's paper you is there to be used Mm -hmm. you know like even over Christmas I was playing with some of my like kids like art supplies Mm -hmm. that they've got and probably having more fun than they were (laughs) but yeah it's just that letting go sometimes we're our own worst enemy aren't we like just thinking oh gosh what will it look like and I can't draw Mm -hmm. I can't do that and it's you know it, it may be the finished product maybe doesn't even matter that much for me yeah it's it's just the process of actually doing something different and yeah that I enjoy so this is probably a horrible question but do you have like a memorable moment or a favorite kind of memory from last year's event oh that is hard because it the day is like a a blur but of, of really yeah <laughs> kind of memories and yeah know, all like a patchwork of like of really lovely memories I think I really enjoyed hearing from the speakers and the workshops you know I think again that magic or that insight mm-hmm. that that gives you I think that was really really special and it was yeah like a kind of pinch myself moment that wow these fantastic speakers including yourself and others were like mm-hmm. on the stage and we were hearing from them and yeah so yeah I think that's when it all kind of sunk in like you know be proud that you know this is what you've achieved this year you know it's going to continue to yeah 
you know be bigger and better every single year now going forward i loved hearing um the feedback from people as you know like mm-hmm. especially those people that maybe were a bit nervous about attending or they had kind of not appreciated what they were coming to really and and what the event would involve or what to expect mm-hmm. i suppose so and that was lovely some people came with their um you know even in the vip element some people were there with their children as well and mm-hmm. so there was a you know that was quite that was nice to see um it was amazing to see like the sharing table and the stuff that people brought yeah. and were taken away and all the treasures that was on there that was just amazing the variety of the businesses and the mm. shops although I was very sad that I didn't get much shopping time <laughs> so you know j- there's just so many things I think and like my dad helped me out um mm. bless him and my sister was there working as well as my yeah you know from previously in the business and things so it was it was very emotional it was just mm. lovely yeah and it just kind of spurred me on really to you know mm. there is a need for this that you know people do want this so what comes next and how can I make it better in 2024 yeah really? so where do you see the events going in the future what what are the goals what are the ideas if there are things that you're happy to share yeah I think it's always important to um kind of be quite innovative and forward thinking one of the things with the program when the vips sign up for their vip ticket then which opened in december so we've obviously we've had a really good response so far so i've got like Mm. really um feedback via the registration form of what systems and brands people are using who Mm -hmm. they're watching on youtube um what their planner issues are and Obviously, the the program is half confirmed and half is being guided by these this feedback really mm. from the attendees. So that's fair. Because um, I obviously have my preferences and things that are issues for me, but is that the same as the rest yeah. of the planner community? So, um, so yeah. So I, I'm kind of every single booking that's come in. I'm obviously like mm-hmm. looking through the information that's provided and. And obviously, we'll use that to kind of finalise the the rest of the programme mm. now, which is really exciting. So it is. It's very tailored to the people that have booked tickets, which is obviously not always the way things are done. The programme might be fully finalised and then you put tickets on sale. I think it's really fab to be having that feedback along the way and shaping the programme depending on current trends, current issues, current preferences in terms of planner supplies and things like that is yeah it's great and it just changed so much doesn't it in the community Mm -hmm. like you know obviously you pick up in the groups you know how people's kind of preferences have changed year Mm -hmm. to year but obviously you know the data and that I've got from 2019 and obviously last year and this year then you know there are definite changes so um so it's trying to offer something that's different the content that's different Mm -hmm. speakers that are different you know to keep that exclusivity um Mm -hmm. to keep that um you know I want it to be the the must attend planner event yeah you know in the UK or in Europe or in the world really so Mm -hmm. you know it's how do we do that and certainly speakers and content is a really important Mm -hmm. part of that and obviously the businesses that have stalls there is a really important part of that the people Mm -hmm. which we've already said are fantastic is is really important as well but it's creating that atmosphere that's really welcoming accessible mm. to everyone um and just kind of spreading the word because it is still a new event isn't it so it's mm-hmm. just giving people that trust and that impetus you know to come along and give it a try and um yeah you know and people are people that came last year are recruiting their mm-hmm. friends and other people that they've met and telling them about it and kind of you know helping doing my job you know to market yeah. the event really so I mean, that all definitely helps, doesn't it? If you can ask somebody who's been what their feedback is, you're probably more likely to take that seriously and genuinely because it's someone you know and trust and they're saying they'd recommend something. And, yeah, I think I've certainly noticed people sharing the word and and excited after the last event and then now in the run-up to the new one. So VIP tickets are already on sale. They are, yes. We've had a, 
you know, an amazing take up. I couldn't believe that. Obviously, we put them on sale in December. There mm. is like a an option to pay in instalment, so you just pay thirty pound up front, and then you could pay the balance um of sixty pounds. You know, over kind of three months. But at the same time, it was December, a really yeah. bad time probably <laughs> to go on sale. But it was, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm so happy with the the response. The people that are obviously rebooking from last year, new people, mm. people that are coming from further afield. So, so yeah, it's it's everything that I could have hope for really so so yeah and I'm, I'm pretty sure that it will completely sell out you know in mm-hmm. the you know before the event so um mm-hmm. in the not too distant future perhaps so when will the shopping tickets go on sale so that will be a bit closer to the event I've not set the final date but it will probably be kind of March April time we did mm-hmm. find in 2023 that people did book the shopping shopping tickets quite late Mm. in the day and then you know we had people even walking up on the day and like Mm. booking tickets you know they just kept coming (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was yeah it's amazing isn't it so but Mm. it you know it did it just seemed to inspire people and um so yeah I think the key thing if anyone's interested in the stationary fest tickets is you can sign up on the website you can put your email in stationaryfest.co.uk to get mm-hmm. a notification when they go on sale or the natural way might be just to follow us on instagram at stationary mm-hmm. fest as well and obviously we'll be kind of ramping up the social media for stationary fest you know when tickets are about to go on sale obviously then we'll be able to announce the fantastic businesses as well that are joining mm-hmm. us as well and, and really kind of capitalize on that excitement as well yeah well i will put all the links in the description for the episode so that people can sign up to the newsletter they can have a look around the website have a look at what's happened in previous years if they've not been before and um, yeah i am very excited so 29th of june this year that's right yep in manchester manchester central yeah a full day event Fab. So yeah, I will pop all the links in the description. And thank you so, so much for having this chat with me. It's been really lovely because obviously at the last year's event, we didn't really get the opportunity to do that because I know the last thing you would have wanted is me going, oh, let me just stop you for 15 minutes when you're, you know, you're here, there, you're trying to run the event. So nice to be able to just have a time to chat a little bit more. I agree. Yeah. And it was, it was so busy, wasn't it? So hectic. <laughs> yeah. It's just lovely just to chat to a fellow stationary lover. And, oh yeah. Uh, thank you for inviting me and thank you for sharing all the links as well. That's, that's fantastic. Oh no, thank you very much. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I, I know you will have enjoyed this episode, so I'm not even going to say I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let me know in the comments your thoughts, if you've been, if you're thinking of going, and just, yeah, what you think about having this kind of planner event in the UK. And I will speak to you all very soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>